Yo, this is Ziggy Marley. Roger Mooking. Fantastic Negrito. Alice Pakunke. Tamika D. Mallory. My name is Al Gore, and you're listening to This Moment. 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 <laughs> All right, everybody, it has been a long, hot summer, and this moment is back. Your transatlantic bridge connecting Stockholm, Sweden, to Harlem, USA. Myself, my name is Jason Timbuktu Diakite, and here, as always, with my dear brother and co-host, Chef Marcus Samuelson. Marcus, brother, it is so good to be back in conversation with you. Hey, man, Jason, it's always good to talk to you. I mean, I feel like I've been talking to you because I've been watching and following your tour, which we're going to get into a little mm. bit later. Uh, you know, mm. that, that, that was amazing that you guys could pull off a tour during these times. And mm. Uh, mm. I feel like the summer of 2020 was this like strong social justice movement summer first summer of covid for us and i feel like this summer it's almost like a sophomore year in a way right we we had experience Mm. we are all covid fatigued we want this to go away and at the same time uh it's just it's just not eventually one day not now but eventually one day it might be like the flu that we all go in and take a flu shot and then move forward, but we're not there yet, right? And we're trying mm. to get everybody. It's hard to get a lot of people. It's hard to get just a family in the boat. It's hard to get everybody in the boat. And yeah, it's really showcased how uneven the world is. Like you can see that places like Sweden and the part of the U.S., everybody gets a vaccine shot quickly. And then you go to the mm-hmm. continent of Africa, only 1% of people have it. So, But still through that... It's also been a great summer, you know, and I think that's you know, really important to hold on to. It's the bitter, the bitter with the sweet as life always is. And it has been, you know, massive tragedies ongoing as we speak. But at the same time, you know, I've been in a good place this summer. I, I feel that the winter and the, the spring season was really tough for myself and my family. But, but now I feel re-energized. Now fall is happening in Stockholm already. We go into that earlier than you. How's your summer been, Marcus? You know, the summer has been um, good. Uh, we've been, uh, Zion and I have been paddling, uh, paddle, uh, doing a little paddleboard out east, as in SAG. Uh, we've been swimming. Uh, we've go, been going back and forth between out east and, and the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've just been working but it's also yeah i bet f- it but for a man like you taking four weeks off uh work that that's not a possibility on your horizon no i, I mean i i just never done it it's just not what um <laughs> you know like i've never had uh you know i've, I've had you. vacations and i have vacations but mm. you know mm. i'm 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 always the thing is for me it's like i'm always in my head like food wise, mm. I'm always thinking mm. I kind of feel stressed when uh, when I take too much time off. Like I like my time with my family, but it's always evolving and around food. And and uh, I uh, I miss not being able to go to Sweden. I miss not mm. being able to for two years now. We haven't been able to give Zion that because that was always 
wintertime, he was always able to go to Ethiopia and, and summertime he always went to Sweden. So to be able to build mm -hmm. on those early memories and set that culture as a family was very, is, is very important to us. And the, the minute we can do that, the better. But it's also about giving giving thanks and, and, and you know, so far family's good and healthy. Now we're getting Zaza back into school. And um, I think that, you know, it's weird this summer for me because it's a 20 years anniversary of 9-11. And at the same mm. time as this, this U.S. pulling out of Afghanistan. And when you live in New York, mm. it's not a headline. Right now, Marcus, I really feel like it's like crisis on crisis right now. Like it's hot spots around the world. We're reading about the... All summer, I've been reading about the different extreme weather, what was going on in the Pacific Northwest uh, before the summer, and then in, in, in Europe, the floods in Europe, and uh, to forest fires now in both Europe and uh, in the United States. The flood in Germany, like we've never seen Germany yeah. like that, which is, it's not m worse because it's in Germany, it's just you've never seen it like that, right? So mm -hmm. that image I, is shocking uh, in a way. And I, I just feel like, you know, growing up very sheltered in Sweden, like you and I did in the 70s and 80s, where we'd watch on TV about crises in other countries. Of course, our parents would talk to us about that, try to bring it home. But Sweden and, and even the United States felt like very safe places. But now these crises, just like the movement of people, uh, they're global. They're really starting to touch everyone. You're not safe anywhere. And my thought is, I think we're kind of in the age of crises where this is what we're going to see moving forward. And may, I'm, maybe I'm just being naive and, and maybe it's always been like this. But to me, at least, I'm really reaching a deeper understanding of that now on the, you know, on the back of the pandemic and and everything that has happened since March 15th, yeah. and I, 2020. I, and I try to balance all of this with lighter stuff. That's for me why food and music is so important. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you think mm. about lighter stuff, like, and I'm just going to give you like a, a random mix of like lighter stuff right <laughs> so for example i was super <laughs> we need it. yeah i was super happy yeah. during the olympics because i've known alison felix the runner and she's the most she won the most medals out of 
any U.S. Uh, runner of the, the history. So what, I know her brother West. So I was so nervous for her running, and she got another gold and a bronze medal, right? And I watched her in five Olympics do this, and it's it, what an inspiration she has! A, she's a mother. Mm. She's an Olympian, and it was just like mm. sports can do that. It could take you to a place where it's obviously serious Absolutely. for the individual, but it also brings people together. The Swedish women's soccer team got the friggin' silver, silver medal, medal in soccer. And they they were this yes. close to gold, but that was a beautiful moment. Amazing, exactly. And everybody mm. brought people together, and so we needed that. And I was just, mm. you know. Um, Ajax, the, the the Dutch soccer team, that dedicated the kit to Bob Marley, right? So Bob Marley is now an ambassador wow. for Ajax City because yeah. Amsterdam <laughs> was his city. Like he loved Switzerland yeah, in yeah. Europe and he loved Amsterdam, yeah. right? So Ajax yeah. came out and I'm like, you can't, you can't, like, you got me forever now. They just sent me the shirt, and I was just texting Ziggy to, 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 to yeah. tell him so, you know. And I was like, we need silly moments like that. You know, I had a, mm. My, mm. my friend. We need joy. We need we joy. We need joy, Marcus. I took, I took, yeah. my, uh, I took my son Zion to my friend's ice cream pop-up, right? Just small moments. So mm -hmm. I'm just looking for moments like that where it's like, it's, it's, mm. Some stuff is on a global level, like Olympic, but some was just like joy, just funding, funding mm. summer joy. Mm. And they had, they did an yeah. Ethiopian flavor at the ice cream pop up, right? And I was like, Ooh, yes. What was that? What was that? Well, not coffee. Did they have some better, better no, in there? Coffee. Or some coffee. Coffee some and coffee. honey, yeah, right? Yeah. So just shit like mm. that. Shout mm -hmm. out to Sugar Hill, uh, to, to Sugar mm. Hill's Creamery. And, and of course, um, uh, another highlight of the summer, I gotta say, the verses between uh, the locks and yes. Dipset. Yeah. Jada Kiss, yeah. you know, that also kind of was a big, uh, uh, yeah, it's something it, we were talking I feel about. Be a, for a long I feel time. bad for the young guys. You can't go up against Jada and the locks like that. You can't. Like, <laughs> it's stage know, presence. I just like it. He was <laughs> just like, boom, you know. <laughs> yeah, but Cameron and him are kind of, you know, they're on equal levels. Yeah. They're, you know, they're uptown. Okay, okay, the locks are from Yonkers. And, and you know, Dipset is Harlem, but, but still, man. <laughs> I was just, I was just a dope hip hop moment. It, it really, a really, really dope hip hop it really moment. So, and 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 just watching it, I, it just made me remember that for me, I mean, you know, for the world of of people who have dedicated their lives to hip hop culture, New York City is Mecca. Mm -hmm, you know, it mm -hmm. is the epicenter, and this kind of brought it back yeah. that that it still is the epicenter, even though hip hop is global culture today. But so I want to ask you, okay, Jason. Mm -hmm. Tell me about, give me a quick hit. How does one put a concert tour together in the middle of a pandemic? Because that's the challenge that you and your team have. Did you do the same lineup of songs? Were all the concerts outside? Did you use the same musicians? Like, tell me about the whole experience. Well, first of all, we just found out June 1st that concerts would be allowed 100 people at a distance inside and a maximum, I think, of 600 people outside. Okay. And then they, then they, after a couple of weeks, they opened up for even more people outside, also distance and uh, sitting down. Mm -hmm. Everybody had to be sitting down. Just in the space of time between June 1st, when that restriction was lifted, till about June 10th, when the whole tour was booked, was crazy because first of all, fees had gone down by 75%, wow. of course, because, you know, 
you can't sell the same amount of tickets, then yeah, you can't pay the same the fees to to bands and artists. So touring with Dam was just not an option mm -hmm. at that time. Just too many of us. It's it's just and like how the, many the people are, is it about in Dam? Like is it twelve? Well, Dam is eight eight people in the band plus me. Usually we have a guest vocalist, mm -hmm. so it's about a good nine ten people just on stage, and then about five technicians, two truck drivers, <sighs> two bus drivers. Yeah. So we're uh, about a twenty. 20 uh, round numbers were about 20 people damn. at any given moment. Damn, damn yeah. runs deep. A, it, yeah, no, it's a lot of, it's a lot, it's all ecosystem mm. as we've spoken of, of culture. It's everything from, it's everything from the person that rents out the lights mm -hmm. to the, to the guy who's the light technician, mm -hmm. to uh, the guitar player, to the keyboard player, to the, you know, to the shops that sell the instruments. Everyone is affected by it. Anyway. But I had done two streaming gigs, uh, one in December and one in May, with a small jazz trio called Masaka Trio, run by a, a really talented young I man. I like the name, Masaka. Masaka. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't shout him out enough. Uh, Mats Masaka Sandal, you know, bass player. And he put together this, this band. It's uh, drums, uh, drums, piano, and, uh, and bass. And we also invited a, a f an amazing soul and singer, uh, Esther Shirabo, uh, one of the most beautiful voices in Sweden right now, only 26 years wow, old wow. and just so, so full of talent. And, and uh, two, you know, one tour manager and a, and a sound technician, and then we were good to go. I'd say we played inside twice for a very small amount of people. Uh, and that was in Gothenburg at Nefertiti. That's very, very special ground for <laughs> yeah, me because all it has been like it a culture is. mecca for twenty years in Gberg. So yeah, yeah, yo, it's it's the one of the oldest, if not the oldest, jazz club uh, still running in Sweden. And it was just we had, you know, for me, we did two nights there because there were only a hundred people that could come in, and at the same time, Marcus, the the. Uh, the city was there giving out fines to the, to, you know, to Nefertiti. Yeah, because the tables were too close. 50,000 crowns. So that's about $5,000 per pop. A little more, $5,500 per pop. Yet and still, the owner was like, fuck it, we're doing it, you know. But that second night at Nef was easily a top 10 uh, concert experience for me. And I've done a couple over the past over the past 29 years. The biggest thing for me, Marcus, the biggest thing for me was that, you know, since I was 17, I've never taken a break from being on stage this long. Mm -hmm. When after March 15th last year, and the shock of not being able to do a drop of midnight in New York, coming back to Sweden, grieving that by, you know, cooking food, taking care of my daughter, and also writing a rap verse every day, uh, and then going into the studio and recording an album. I just kind of dealt with it, pivoted, uh, adjusted. I didn't think too much about what it was that I was missing being on stage, what it was that people would ask me, don't you miss being on stage? And I'd, I'd you know, shallowly answer, yeah, sure. But really in my heart, I hadn't reflected on what exactly it was that maybe I missed. 
It wasn't until July 31st, the first performance I did on this tour, the first show I'd done since I was at Ginny's mm -hmm. at Red Rooster, February 24th. That was the last time I'd been on stage pre uh, prior to that. That it just hit me, you know, and it just became super, it was super emotional. It hit me while I was on stage, that shit. <laughs> Being on stage has been my North Star, you know. It's like, like I said, on stage, it's been my church, it's been my religion, it's been the place that I go to connect to a higher, uh, to, to look and try to connect to a higher spirit, to channel that. And really, during these 18 months, it's like a whole part of my soul has withered and it hasn't, because I found meaning, meaningful things to do other than be on stage, obviously but nothing that gave me that same thing that being on stage has given me. And from that, and that was gig number one. And I, you know, I could barely do the last song because I was tearing up because I was just realizing this, mm -hmm. that, that, that revelation was coming to me in real time. I managed to finish the song and then I was like, shit, okay, what if this happens tomorrow again you know for the next show and it did and it kept on happening and it just made this tour these you know i did 16 dates uh and it just made this tour very very special on a deeper level than than pre-pandemic touring that i took for granted much more we have this machine of 20 people rolling out you know funk soul and hip-hop music at high volumes now i'm touring with a jazz band three piece one singer and myself everybody's sitting down it's slowed down there's time between the songs to talk about the context of the songs to talk about the hard time that we've all moved through to talk about you know what it means to be afro swedish in sweden to just I don't know, catharsis, cleanse, uh, heal, bleed, cry. It, yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. That, that, yeah. That's good. I think, you know, I've been um, like, I'm thinking through, you know, I'm preparing myself and getting ready for our new restaurant that we're going to do most likely mm -hmm. in spring now, right? Because it takes with permits and COVID and everything takes such mm -hmm. time. But yeah, yeah. You know, I start even about, you know, I was listening to uh, uh, the producer, Brian Eno. He's talked about hmm. why as humans, why do we create art? We're the only, f why, why do we create music? Why do we create, why does good food matter? Why does, why, with the whole purpose. Why do paintings yeah, matter? Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's sometimes when I start something, it's very important to go to the core from it. Like, why does this matter? Because hmm. I know once we project it out to the world, just like, when you drop an album, when I do something, I know it's going to impact, and it's going to impact for a long time. Like I looked at, I went back and looked at the two years before we opened Red Rooster, right? And the trampoline that Rooster has taken my team and us to, and then I feel like I'm in that moment right now, right? Where, where I'm, this the trampoline is the moment before we established the restaurant, the space, the food. I'm, I'm taking all of this in, right? The, the, environment looks the way it does okay that means that we got to go more plant-based forward we can't move forward like this we 
sustainability can't be a parenthesis over in the corner. It's got to be the center of the plate, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think about like who's working in there. What is the vibe that we need to set for the staff? What mm -hmm. is the vibe that's going to be on the customer? What is the sonic going to feel? So this is a, always it's such an important time to be pre right? Because mm. once you're in mm. emotion, it's operation and it's all those logistic stuff. But this is a very pure time for me. And I'm really, I'm in my head and just thinking about this and even going through, you know, getting ready for, the getting ready, it's the pre-step. So basically the way I tour with my stuff, right? So mm. next mm. week and I'm doing a pop-up um, in 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 um, in Tennessee at a place called Blackberry Mountains, where I'm going to be on a farm, cook with my guys. We're going to ask we're going to ask questions around portion size. Meat, animal protein will not be in the center of the plate. Cooking it from a completely different point of view, right? And mm, mm. I'm going to do a, basically what I call like get to know yourself tour, right? So I'm going to do seven to eight pop ups mm. around the country. Where I'm just trying out material, like a musician, like a a mm. stand-up comedian, comedian that is just trying yeah. out the material. Right? Some's going to work, and mm. some is not going to work. So just mm. that is even. But every time you throw something new out there and you're open to fail, you get so much back, you know. And and mm -hmm. and that is, I think, the learning process of, you know, have worked for 25 years now versus when I started, where you were always nervous about you know, trying something that was different. For me now, it's just like, let's mm. share it, let's try it, let's ask questions. And because I do know once the restaurant's open and we project and we bring media and we do all this stuff, kids gonna come out of that restaurant and they're gonna set, they're gonna say, I worked here and therefore I'm open my own place. So that's the trajectory. Mm. It's gotta come mm. out of good. It's gotta come out of a healing place. It's gotta come out of a deliciousness, but a 360 deliciousness. So it's a, it's a very unique time for a chef uh, uh, and for myself right now. I mean, it must be such a creative time too, mm -hmm. like your most alive time, I guess. It, it's, you know, I find myself constantly running out of time because like I think mm. about it, like I, was, I was driving back from SAG, it's a two hour drive. And I like, when I got to Harlem, it's like, I'm not even half done. I didn't even know that it's taken two hours, right? Even this morning mm. when I woke mm. up, I had a, I had a meeting and I was like, oh, I was 15 minutes late to the meeting. And the meeting is literally mm. around the corner from where I live, the breakfast meeting. Mm -hmm. Just You're a zombie. You're really not. You're really just <laughs> in this space, yeah. right? Yeah. And, uh, and then that's the thinking part about it. But then I calm down once I do the cooking part of it. Because then it's really about craft and the craftsman and you take over and me takes over right because the thinking mm. is sometimes where it's like a mad scientist thinking about it but then once you start cooking you got to fall back on just like you you know your bars you know mm. you know you know mm. what i mean and it's it's a very it's an it's a it's a it's a crazy time but it's an important time and eventually mm. once that's set i'm then going to go to the walls and the art and then that space. And then after that, reference point in terms of music comes in mm. and then table setting. Decoration, and then De I guess. Yeah, of course. All of reference I mean, because Red Rooster, the way I feel about Red Rooster, as someone who's been to several of your, you know, homes throughout the years, Rooster, what, what you just take half a step inside Rooster and it's like, this is Marcus. Yeah. You know, I'm at, you know, 
I met Marcus's, yeah. you know, just the, the decor, the, the, how you've curated the art, what everything that's there mm. is you and it's there, uh, for a reason. And I imagine this new place mm. is maybe something totally different or yeah. something, just something other, you know, Yeah, yeah but, but can I ask you as a chef, as a chef, you know, cause one of the things I realized that, that I haven't gotten anywhere else in, in, in my life other than being on stage is those moments that I've had the, you know, the good fortune to experience several times and that I'm, that I always seek when stepping onto stage is the moment where I kind of lose myself in the music where a part of the conscious mind is gone. Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, the mechanics are working. I know the bars, I know, you know, my body is moving, but I'm not, I'm not thinking, I'm mm -hmm. not in my head. I'm not, I, my ego is not, is just unplugged and I'm just connected to something else. You know, I lose myself in it. Do you, do you feel that as a chef? I mean, when you're in there, like yeah, cooking? I, I mean, definitely. I mean, there, there is a, there is steps to this, right? Like when you're in that zone where you, it's funny if I cook a tasting menu, right? I always think about the same song. When we prep, we play a lot of hip hop and a lot of, I always let the, mm -hmm. the younger cooks decide what the playlist is going to be because it's a good back and forth, right? And I learn about new music that mm -hmm. way. But once I'm doing mm -hmm. a, a high-end dinner, tasting menu after dish after dish, I constantly think about, there's an REM song that I always think about. Like mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, sometimes everybody's hurts and all of that. And I, I see mm -hmm. him coming mm -hmm. out of that video when he walks again with the, with the cars. And it's constantly, I don't know, that song always pops out. I think it's a, it has a calming impact on me. It calms me down. And it's mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. there is, you're in a zone and you just start thinking about sonically about different things and I need that to be like okay these are the steps that we're going to do and uh -huh. uh, you communicate it with your team exactly what needs to happen and then it's also this beautiful part of just letting go right once you send the dish it's not it has nothing to do with your team anymore the receiver is the guest and sometimes they love mm. it and sometimes they don't <laughs> you know what I mean mm. and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and that's just a good part of that dialogue back and forth you know mm. And I mean, that I can really relate to because, you know, you, especially you're on stage you, and especially when people are sitting down, you can really see yeah. who's in the audience, what they're feeling about it. And you, you see somebody maybe pick up their phone or somebody get up and leave, you know, uh, and it, it's just <laughs> and, you know, you got to march on. Uh, but, yeah, it's that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think I was watching you at a moment where I felt like one of those moments where you you are like the perfect bridge, for example. And it's like when, when you performed um, the Paul Simon song, like, um, Al, when mm, you, you can call me, you Al. can call me yeah. Al. And I, I just thought that only Jason can do this. Like there's only one guy that can do that. Right. It was a very prestigious oh. moment. The Polar, uh, Polar prize, which is a huge music prize in Sweden and all over the world actually. And then, then him being American, you're performing it not with a Swedish accent, right? And you mm, really mm. are the only person that can bridge Sweden and mm. America in that way. And I was like, I was like, my wife and I was looking at it online and I was like, look at Jason, he's in his zone. Like, look at Jason, he's, mm, he's not mm. even thinking. It's just, 
he's just so natural in that stage. Mm. You're even more natural in that stage to me than when if you and I are just talking about something, mm. right? Like you're mm. so natural yeah. in that moment. Mm. And you know, it's Sweden, mm. so the audience, they're like, they're in their fucking tuxedos because it's a big deal, it's a big deal night. <laughs> so, so the audience yeah. is not gonna just jam and, and bum rush the stage, it's not that moment. It's a, it's a little bit more mm. structured moment, mm. but they're grooving. And I was like, in the end, I'm like, oh damn, he got like these sweets <laughs> to groove. I'm like, that has gotta yeah. be like the biggest as, moment, you know? <laughs> as much as they can. And again, it's getting in that zone, it's losing yourself yeah. in it knowing exactly what you need to do and how to do it and having trained enough and then just going in and forgetting all yeah. that don't be in your head be in your heart but your did you soul, see paul simon then connect. or did you just you didn't look? yeah yeah he was right in front yeah. of me literally like but six do you feet look do you acknowledge him or do you just say hey, i got to do my uh I, I i don't think because that would be turning my mind mm. back on and he's seated right next to the king who's not really kind of uh doesn't have one of those auras that really like you know what i mean he doesn't like light rooms on fire in that way <laughs> <laughs> to just <laughs> to just put it diplomatically um so trying not to like you kind of look through people in a way or look slightly above them and just yeah I, i'm looking but my eyes aren't really taking in information you know i'm learning uh, so much I'm learning it's so just much. too much yo-yo ma yo-yo ma was dope because paul simon was pretty stone-faced because i think he's also a very kind of i think he's a, well at his introvert. core a shy person yeah, a very private yeah. person yeah uh, so to him, I'm sure he was as uncomfortable as anyone else was in that room. You know, maybe he was more uncomfortable than anyone else. Um, but Yo-Yo Ma was really feeling Crewed it, it yeah. you know, and he was like, yeah, he was yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he was jamming. Nice. So it, I got some energy from him. But other than that, uh, I, like you always find the people in the crowd yes. that are going to give you some energy oh. because that's the that's the exchange oh. you need. Oh, you know? What are you talking uh, <laughs> about? Like when I do demos, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always feel bad for that person. You on the to the left on row four, yeah. I'm talking to you and you on row yeah, yeah. 16. I, and they're like, why are you looking at me? Because I have to have two people from two different corners that I just got to go like through my knife skills, through my stuff, what I'm doing. And they have and no who, idea who, how important they are at that moment for me. And they're like, why is he staring yeah. at me? <laughs> <laughs> you got to find somebody to connect to because yeah. that's it's all about that connection, man. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. And now, you know, traveling around Sweden with uh, a, a band, uh, maybe five people on stage, one white guy, the rest of us are BIPOC, uh, Afro-Swedes, you know, and people are sitting down. It's very intimate. Mm. The stages are much lower than they usually are. People are sitting down. I was saying that to the band that, you know, okay, we're stepping out in front of, you know, this a group of strangers that we don't know. And that, that can be sometimes make you feel uncomfortable. Sure, But- be aware that we are in Sweden. The people in in the in the crowd are even more uncomfortable than we are because <laughs> they've also got five people they don't know staring at everything they do. And it, it was really beautiful because at some points I felt like I had the whole crowd kind of locked in. Yeah. Like nobody's going to like get up and go right now because mm -hmm. it would be too, it'd be embarrassing, you yeah. know? Yeah. It'd be a what are you doing moment. Plus, of course, I rely on that, you know, we're catching them with the vibes we're sending out, but... Yeah, it was I, just funny. It's a funny a cultural thing. I here. caught it. I thought it was beautiful. And, you know, that's what we do mm. as creative. We find the best moments, you know. I mm. was thinking mm. about as I'm gearing up for the Met Gala and, you know, the food this year is going to be all plant-based. That's a pretty big deal, yeah, Marcus. Yeah, have, have you done it before? All plant-based. No, I've never done it before, but all plant-based. Mm. And speaking to, and the other goal here was to present some undiscovered talent, they're super talented. Each chef here is super talented, but maybe mm -hmm. their star hasn't been, you know, some of them are not as well known as I think they deservingly. So it's been fascinating to speak to the chef, you know, go through the food. We've done several tastings, we're, we're almost there. And it's, it's also a sign of saying to New York City, hey, we're back. Like, I know it's a fashion event. Mm. I know it's a big, people think like, oh, it's just an event. It's more than that because it's at the Met. Mm. It's together with Vogue. And it's also saying to the world, saying, hey, New York City's lights are back on. US Open, mm. Fashion Week. It kicks off this whole energy mm. of fall season of, you know, museums being back open. All of these culture centers that we need. You know, mm, mm. and speaking are about you, have you have you been to the Met Gala as just as a I, I have, as, I have, yeah, yep. as a guest, yep. yeah, yeah, I have, and but it, it must be a pretty amazing uh, experience. Yeah, no, it's, as someone who's just seen it on magazines and it, on TV, it's you know? cool. But cooking it's going to be cooler. So I'm really excited about yeah. that. And I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, you get to do your thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, and it's exciting. Can you give us any hints about what what you you know what kind of. Uh, um, produce that you're that you're leaning into to kind of yeah this meal you know for, for i won't be there so and i won't tell anyone it's gonna be know? delicious <laughs> and we 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 it's all about also getting in like hinting at things that are healthy 
but also come from our, because the chefs, majority of them are BIPO black and BIPOC, the majority. Uh, we have Filipino chefs, we have Caribbean chefs, we have um, all, you know, like just um, Fabian is Mexican-American. So, But also bringing in health in a way. I'm bringing a little bit of sea moss in there. I'm bringing turmeric mm, in there. Mm. You know, we're sprinkling, right. with, we're sprinkling with Burberry in there. You're, would, you, would you getting your messages through? Well, of course. I mean, yeah. I know you got yeah, the Burberry with it. you. We, I mean, that's back that pocket. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So stuff like that has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm. But, uh, I, so dairy is out too? No dairy. No, no, no. Dairy no, is out? No, no dairy. So vegan. entirely yeah. plant-based. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So can be and it's about sending a message that you can do that that this is not it's like you know graffiti or hip-hop it's not that thing in the corner anymore it is the thing you know what i mean and that's my mm -hmm. point it's like when you ask someone that was born around 2000 the majority is probably plant-based eating they're flexitarians right they mm. eat maybe three four days mm. a week vegetarian and then mm -hmm. animal protein is just it's just something smaller on the on the side. And that is also mm. much better for us as humans to eat. It's better for the environment. It's better for all of us. You know, thinking about mm. style and thinking about, uh, you know, impact. Rolling Stones drummer, Charlie Watts, uh, just passed. And uh, mm. I just thought, thought about, think about legacy and stage. And, and I could just mm. imagine how many mm. concerts and how much impact and he's traveled all over the world and always so stylish with this like three-piece suit drumming so mm -hmm. so rest he really was the kind of the odd man out in in rolling stone yeah so, i would say so yeah re resting beats resting flavors resting power yeah uh, big yeah. shout out to mr charlie west definitely and uh, and lest we forget my brother shout out to the inimitable the amazing hip-hop icon and early pioneer and god Bismarcky, yes. who passed in july you know who with his originality uh, also and just you talk about joy you know who just brought joy and fun and humor but also rhythm groove and and just originality to the table I love so, that you picked that up on, on him because he yeah. brought joy and fun to hip hop too. When, yeah, yeah. When everybody humor, was, you know. when everyone was serious, exactly, and just like standing yeah. like this, he brought humor. Yeah. He made you smile. He made you wink. He made you picking like, boogers, yeah. man. You yeah. know, yeah. no, <laughs> yeah, and that's the kind of originality. That's that 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 joy that hip hop really comes from. Moving the party, moving the crowd. You mm. know, uh, way before it. You know, hip hop was an answer to the gang violence of New York. Mm -hmm. It was the it was the peacemaker of the gangs of New York. And uh, yeah, so rest in power, Bismarcky, uh, gone but never forgotten. So, Jason, before we close here, in food, we very often we close with desserts. So you end up on a sweet note. Mm. Uh, how is it in music? How do you close a concert? How did you do it this summer? It's it's always different. It depends on the crowd. It depends on what type of concert you're doing you know if you got thousands of people standing up dancing you might end with something that's gonna just raise the roof yep. and yep. then just poof, and then we're off you know the way landscape look this summer you know we closed it off at with a very very 
somber moment. You know, we closed it off with a song that I wrote a couple of years ago called Annie Leibovitz about wow. basically, basically trying to capture everything of what life is about memory, how we remember and how we remember what's what we really want out of life as we're as we're, you know, speeding down the highway of it. And together with Masaka Trio and Esther Shirabo, we turned it into a prayer. Wow. You know, I, I spent the intro talking and and the middle eight, that is the bridge between the second chorus and the third verse, uh, talking to really land a context in it. And it's, it's just a, a very, very beautiful moment. And it sounded like this. Gå rakt in i mitt hjärta Rakt in i min själ Jag har spelat denna låten många gånger Med Leo, Brats, Bossa och Ester Och det Det blir samma grej varje gång Ja well, Marcus, man, it's I've missed being in conversation yeah. with you. I think about you a lot, and uh, it's just so good to be back on this moment to to upload, offload, unload, uh, uh, ventilate, and speak to you, brother. Thank you so much, Jason. Always good to talk to you. And to all our listeners, thank you for tuning in. We're back. Peace out, everybody. Mitt stora syskon, min extra förälder, min tolstjärna, mitt existensberättigande, det som har gett mitt liv. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.